Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MSUM Dragons podcast, where we believe that the student-athlete experience here at MSUM is more than a game. I'm your host, John Webby Webking. What is it like to be a coach in the COVID era of college athletics? Well, our guest today is not only a coach, she's a professor and a mom adjusting to a new way of doing all of it at once, something I think we can all relate to right now. I'm fired up to welcome our guest today, head soccer coach, Christy Kopitz. All right, Christy Kopitz, welcome to the MSUM Dragons podcast. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. Enjoying the much nicer weather than the snow we had a couple days ago. It's fantastically sunny. I was outside. My wife was outside for maybe all of 30 minutes and got a sunburn. So I think that's a commentary on everybody's uh, status right now. Right. Um, but yeah, it's good to be outside. It's good to move around. Um, and it, it's a different time for sure right now. And all the things that we'd be thinking about doing and planning and working on are now in a whole other state of limbo. Um, and that's kind of uh, what our topic is today, just talking a little bit about uh, a coach's perspective in the COVID era of athletics. Uh, so just start by you know, telling us a little bit about uh, the beginning of COVID and kind of how it unfolded for you as a, as a coach. Well, we were fortunate. We get to play in five different dates in the spring for spring soccer when we're in our non-championship segment. So we actually got to play in one of those events, which was the Saturday before our spring break. It was a tournament that NDSU puts on. So at that tournament, it was really exciting because it was like the kickoff of our spring season and getting to play other people and scoring goals and saving goals and all of that good you know, team stuff that we've been missing. And then I remember having a conversation with Andy Scott a couple of days later, and she's like, I wouldn't be surprised if school shuts down. And in my head, I'm going, "Mm, that sounds a little crazy. Like, there's no way. And then all of a sudden, it was like, shut down, shut down, no NCAA tournament. And I'm like, "Uh, (laughs) we were just playing less than a week ago, and excited about our spring season. And now it's just like, just a dramatic halt. So. Yeah, I, I keep seeing the Mark Cuban reaction, the visceral, holy cow, this this is happening um, in all of our worlds. And a lot has shifted. Uh, so now that's kind of how it unfolded. Um, what have you and your team kind of been doing since everything in, in MSUM land and across the kind of the country has been shut down? You know, the first thing that that I did was call all the players um, just to check in because some of them had actually traveled in spring break. Um, you know, I think I had a few players in Arizona. Um, actually, one of my player from Japan, Tomomi, was supposed to go home for her brother's wedding, but it got canceled. So she didn't go home, luckily, because that would have been tough. Um, so just called to check in on all of them and tried to give them the information that I had. And then before we were allowed to do the CARA, virtual CARA, which we can do now. We were doing our leadership seminars that we would do uh, once a month with the classes of players. Um, we continue to do that. And then since the you know passing of being able to do more CARA hours, we have been doing some team workouts. We've done two yoga um, Zooms, which has been actually way more beneficial than I ever would have thought. 
And then, um, why? Because I'm not a yogi. And so <laughs> I just like, don't understand why yoga is good. But then I was doing it with the team and I'm like, this is so much harder than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> and we included a couple of the other women's sports. So that was kind of fun to get to do all the yoga with like some basketball players and some swimming. Um, you know, other than that, it's, we do some teammate dates. So every week they have a different teammate that they have to go on a date with. And so they have to kind of check in and try to do some different stuff. So we've basically been trying to be connected as much as we can right now. And you also have to think about a little bit of the future of dragon soccer. I mean, not a little bit, all of it. Um, how are you keeping in touch with recruits recruiting right now in a uh, disconnected virtual world? Well, I'm really lucky that I have 11 incoming players. Ah. So <laughs> yeah. Um, when I told Swen that, I think she was like, what? That's the whole basketball team. Um, but uh, yeah, so I have 11 incomers and then I have two commits for 2021 already. And so I'm actually really far ahead for myself recruiting wise. And I have about four or five other 2021s that had already visited campus. Um, so I guess where I feel like I'm missing is just the evaluation period for maybe the 2022 class that I just can't evaluate in any way other than film. But that's so far ahead right now that um, I actually feel pretty good about the recruiting situation for soccer at the moment. And talk about that. I mean, how hard is it to, to assess between in-person, seeing, seeing everything, and on film? How, how is that kind of different determining whether or not a player can be successful for your program? Well, if you think about it from a recruit's perspective, you're going to send the coach your best possible film. So if you send them your highlight reel or a soccer game, you're not going to send them a game that you played poorly in. So the only thing you're seeing is their best performance in theory. And the other difficult, very difficult thing to evaluate is actually how fast or slow somebody is on film. You would think it wouldn't be hard to see, but it's impossible. So somebody might look great and then you, they come in and they're, you know, slow as molasses and, and it's going to be tough for them to play. So um, I, I always tell players that I really at all costs don't want to recruit someone solely based on film. Um, so it's, it's certainly challenging for them, I think, more than maybe it is for us. Because, you know, even when all of this maybe um, settles down a little bit, we're still going to get out and see them. But for them, it's going to be like a bombardment and it's going to feel really rushed. And um, I think it's going to be harder on the actual recruits themselves than maybe the coaches, from my perspective. Yeah, I, th I think that's a big point of how does this, I mean, we can't really know. How do you, how can you kind of imagine what those first few practices, those first few games, when we do get back to um, a COVID-influenced normal, um, what, what, what kind of vision do you see that and how, how does that kind of play out in your mind? I mean, I think the first thing that's going to happen is people are going to be like beyond excited. So yeah. they're going to like go crazy. And it's going to be about like trying to calm them down and be like, okay, you had your 15 minutes where you all went nuts. Let's chill and play some soccer. Like you know how to play. Feel, feels like that freshman first game all over again. <laughs> right. Um, I think the other tough part is all of the current freshmen right now and a couple transfers that I have, you know, they didn't get a full spring season, which is 
developmentally a big part. Um, so it's kind of on them right now to, to improve their development, um, which is such a monumental task. Um, and they're sort of like in the same or similar boat as the incoming freshmen because they just didn't get that spring season to, to grow like they normally would. And the shift is, well, the, part of the podcast is talking about things that are a little bit more than a game. It's one thing to talk about the team, the recruits, the future. I mean, how's it been just on you and, and your family? Um, well, I have a 16-month-old boy. Um, so he is a rambunctious ball of energy. Um, he's not at daycare and so he's at home. And so my wife and I split time with, uh, you know, our work calls and getting our work done and then, um, you know, being able to play with him, which is such a blessing to be able to do this at this time. So it's not all bad, but it certainly is challenging when you're used to being someone who's like very dedicated and into their work and super invested. And then you don't get as much of that mental time because your time is kind of split. So like right now, Otto's sleeping. So <laughs> getting this done right now um, is, uh, is really helpful. No, I hear you. And uh, for, for those of you who know me, I also have a three-year-old daughter and Otto and her to Nora go together uh, to daycare. And so she meant to say hi to Christy and Otto officially. So we'll do that here. So she has proof that daddy actually did it. Um, but it is, it is different. I, I mean, on a nice day like today, like we talked about at the beginning, you know, I watch her in the mornings and Jamie takes the afternoon shift, which means I kind of work late at night sometimes to make up for the hours. And it's, it's definitely a shift, but in some cases, for sure, a blessing. Uh, we took a, an hour long walk around the block where she got to practice riding her bike and blow bubbles in the backyard. And, you know, that kind of, um, there's a new appreciation for that time. I think, and I hope, and I, I hope that, I hope some of that sticks for all of us um, after all this is, is done, that we can appreciate that time, um, savor that time, and hopefully make a few more personal um, moments in our lives rather than, you know, we love work. We love to win. We're competitive people. We dive all in, head first, feet first, hand, everything we can at once. And, you know, I think this is a little eye-opening and a, and a shift that not a lot of people, no one was ready for. Um, so kind of how do you feel like the adjustments have happened um, as, as it's progressed? We just talked about what it was like at the beginning, what it was like now, and what it could be in the future. How do you kind of see everyone in your program and in your life kind of adjusting to this new world? Um. Well, obviously it's not a shock for them anymore. And so I feel like they're getting much more into a routine and they also know what their professors are expecting, which at the beginning of this, it was very uncertain in terms of like, how would their classes operate? How would their labs operate? So now they seem a lot more at ease with what the class structure is like. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of soccer, I think they're, being more creative, which I love to see in how they, you know, touch a soccer ball now that they're alone. Um, and that's kind of fun to see them push themselves to get better on their own and do different things and look up YouTube videos and, and all of those things. But I just feel like they, 
the whole team seems just a bit more at ease. And they're also putting a lot more into their relationships. And I'm learning a lot more about them individually because, you know, when you call someone on FaceTime or Zoom or on the telephone, like there's got to be stuff to talk about. And I don't usually get that one-on-one time with them because usually you're at a team practice with everybody. So it's actually been kind of nice to learn a little bit more about them in this time as well. Yeah, I, uh, I, I totally understand doing the same thing with the Go team. Um, but also something that we have in common is that we both teach and we're both teaching right now as well. So what has the shift kind of been as an, as an educator in, in your course? Well, I'm not very technology savvy, <laughs> so uh, it's certainly been challenging. I teach intro to coaching soccer, and so actually the first part of my class in the first couple of months was online, and then the second part is supposed to be all basically in the gym around the field learning soccer. So obviously in hindsight, if I could have flipped them, that would have been great, but um Essentially, I've been doing a lot of videos, and then they also have to do this. They have to basically copy my video and show the skill. Um, And then we've done some film. And I've also offered that, you know, when classes are done, if they want to come to a team practice or, or, you know, work with me one-on-one, I want to help to give them more of the experience they were expecting. But I think it's just like the structural challenge was hard to go from, okay, well, how do I teach them the skill of passing? remotely I mean in my basement because it's still snowing outside when some of them don't have soccer balls and they're in apartments and they have to be quiet and asking me to pass a soccer ball against the wall you know isn't that feasible so I think I've had to be flexible and they'd have to be creative and um, yeah it's 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 going okay but how's your class going it's going well uh, we have a, a night class and we talk about sports marketing and promotions um, and it's been really it's been good uh, because we've gotten a lot of great guest speakers in the athletic industry because they're not really doing a whole heck of a lot right now. So just literally last Monday, we had uh, uh, one of my friends from the Minnesota Timberwolves and Lynx, a vice president there, come in and talk about fan experience. And then uh, as well as a vice president from the Minnesota Vikings, um, both in that Zoom class. So even in class, if we were all sitting there in Nemzik doing the course, we would have Zoomed them in they would have presented. So it, it's, it's kind of flowed really well and I've had other really great guest speakers. And so I've leaned on their expertise to kind of jump in and, and give different perspectives. Um, and I think that's where students are really getting the value and it's, it's going pretty smoothly, but shifts all around, you know, not in-person presentations for finals anymore. Now they're recording them and sending them to me. Um, you know, the, we're talking about students who might be on a zoom call for 10 hours a day you know, based on their class load. And so trying to be sensitive and aware of the things that they're going through, just like we are with our student athletes, trying to be sensitive and aware of where they are, what they have to work with, um, all these different changes in their lives, the stresses, uh, and trying to be as accommodating as we possibly can. Um, And so, you know, thank you for making those innovations as a teacher, uh, those shifts as a, a mom, and especially for our, our wonderful Dragon student athlete soccer team. And, you know, thank you for uh, adjusting so we can get this in during Otto's nap time. No problem. All right. Thanks, Coach. All right. Have a good rest of your day. Go Dragons. Go Dragons. Thank you, Christy, for your time with us today on the MSUM Dragons podcast. 
I really hope Nora and Otto can play again very soon. If you like what you heard today, you should subscribe. Come on, you know you want to. And for those of you who have already signed up, be sure to share the show with everyone on social media so you have something to talk about during your next Zoom meeting or something. Speaking of which, head to msumdragons.com zoom now and get a whole slew of Dragons branded Zoom virtual backgrounds. Finally, you should go check out msumdragons.com banquet as we have moved our entire Student Athlete Awards banquet completely digital on all MSUM Dragons social media platforms. Instead of one night, we're celebrating our Dragons over two weeks, culminating with our Day of Champions on May 6th. Gotta go check that out. All right. Thank you again for listening, subscribing, and sharing the MSUM Dragons podcast where we believe that coaching in the COVID era is more than a game. Thanks, and of course, Go Dragons! Dragons!